and welcome to the part two of this uh, wonderful podcast uh, episode here. I'm joined by Illa J on the other side of the screen for me, uh, the brother of the late great hip hop producer Jay Dilla. Um, so this is uh, this is something uh, again. You've heard me say this in the first part of the interview. Totally geeked. Uh, I think this is like, really going to make my weekend here. Um, but before we took that break, we were talking about a couple of things. I wanted to um, about music and. Um, how much music you and your brother have both absorbed because you were part of such a musical family for such a long period of time. Can you tell me from your firsthand experience, because I think it's completely different reading about um, mm -hmm. someone writing as opposed to you living the life because you live the life. And I, I have like two questions for you. One, did you see your brother, did you notice that there was something different about him with regards to music or capabilities? Because he was also an engineer. Um, from what I read as well, just mathematically minded. So I, I wonder how much of that played a role in his ability to do um, what he did. And second, can you uh, relay how your house was like with him in the basement? What was it like? The experiences going down there, any stories like share everything, anything you can. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of trippy because it's like. Again, it's like because like I said I'm in like I'm in a very unique place, so it's like um me and my brother are a lot of like honestly it's like a lot of like i'm just taller and i got the sports side i got all the so you know for real so it's like i have the i have the athlete part going for me and i'm taller but realistically you take me down a few inches and then you take out the basketball it's the same person you know what i mean but it's like i i feel like um and again my, my bro you know he's again that's something i know he's proud of and he was when i was um you know when he was still here but you know, I was always into working out and all these things. And that's one of the things he never got a chance to really get into because he was always so busy um, making music. And I had that balance because of basketball. So balance, basketball, that's what I'm saying. Basketball, man, it, it it led me to having a really healthy life. Like I because I, I always kept working out into my in my thing. So it's like because of that, it just like it's, it's just a, such an important thing. You know what I mean? It's, and then. Um, and again, like that was one of those things with my brother. It's just what it is. Like he didn't, get, he he wasn't living a very healthy life because he was always working, always working. So you know what I mean? It's not like he had like a routine and like, okay, I'm gonna go take a run. I'm gonna eat some shit. Like sometimes he just work and forget to like his eating schedule off and things like that. So like I know things like that affected him and stuff like that as far as like his health and working and stuff. So, but outside of that, it's it's crazy. It's like literally, I'm like. I'm like him and like my dad. It's like it's crazy. Like I'm like both of them. Like the I would say that the singer songwriter part is my dad, and then everything else is like just a different version of James. It's like, cause I said I I really see me and my brother as like it's a weird kind of thing. But it's like we're twins, twelve years apart. I can't explain it. I cannot. Gotcha. But like it, it's a it's a real thing. It's like a real energy there. You know what I mean? And and it's kind of ironic that we're not able to be here together grown at the same time because that that shows you how it's like it's like a trippy thing but it's like it, it'll be too much it would be too much i'll be sitting here looking at him we both laughing and be like yo it's too much it's crazy. right right it's like my taller like i'd be his taller twin <laughs> <laughs> so i said you guys looking like in the face in the cover of the yashi boys album right um i had i had a bunch of favorites on that track there was aliens there was timeless um i lo i loved i loved all those tracks um, and this was, you know, I'm listening to this album shortly after realizing he's passed because I'm like, you know, automatically starting to wiki things. I'm like, yo, where is this guy? Like, and where is he from? And then I realized he passed away. So I like, had to like, just basically look. I'm like, oh, he's got a brother. 
let me see what his brother's doing. And then I'm like, oh, his brother does music too. Yo, they sound alike. Like their voices sound alike. They <laughs> like, they like, it's like, it's like literally, all, it's like almost a match. And that's kind of crazy. Um, and I'm sure you've heard that a million times from people, you know, we've seen in the studio. Did you have anyone like come to your house that was like, like, like big names? I, I heard Eminem came through. Um, like, I, I know your brother was like super low key. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah. a background guy. Like, you'd be like, yeah, I'm on the Source magazine. Your mom would be like, yeah, you're on the magazine. He's like, yeah. And then back to work. Like, <laughs> like that's very humble. Like, it's crazy. But um, did, like, you encounter like, anybody that you wanted to ever meet did they come over and collaborate with them on projects with you there or so so basically the house we were living in when i was growing up he basically we moved and he took that house over so like okay. the, like we would still come to the house and stuff so like you know when people was there but like in the early days it was just slum and then like yeah it was like uh the, the one person i do remember is proof like recipes proof like i uh Proof was like that was like you know it was like a family friend like you know so it's like like literally friend and family so him him and him and my bro was close like that so I never met him back in the day but I do remember Paul Rosenberg coming to our crib at some point so it's just like Very I remember cool. like Very cool. certain people that I would see from time to time or whatever but again when I was younger I was so focused on my own thing that's I was like you know like literally it was like John John's gonna play basketball like literally it was like. Yeah. It wasn't even a question. It wasn't even a question. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's kind of ironic. I'm doing music and it's like, and, and the thing is, it's not that I never thought I would do it. It was just more like, like I said, in my mind, it's like, I know how the world is. Like, like it's crazy. Cause like, even as a kid, I'm looking back, I'm like, I was pretty smart. Cause I, I knew, I knew what would happen. And then as soon as I start doing music, all the comparisons, the shadow stuff, yeah. It's exactly what I, it, it was exactly why I didn't want to do it. But at the same time, once I started, it was just like, what it is? it's just like, ah, uh, I knew this. So it was like, you know what I mean? So, but it's different, it's different knowing about it before you go into it and actually experiencing it. But at the same time, I, it, it gave me something that most artists don't have. So I'm, I'm actually thankful for it. Cause like, then I have like a actual, like, like, you know what I mean? I, it made me have to push harder, you know what I mean, to, yeah. to cut to cut through. Otherwise, it's just like, you know what I mean. Like I, I wouldn't have had the same. And no, no, it's just what it, it's a it's, it's like a weird like that's what I'm saying. Like my like my my whole story and career is like the weirdest thing because it's just like I always think about if my bro was here, what, what would that be like and shit. And I, I always uh shout out to actually shout out to Kaysonada and uh, Louis uh, Lou Phelps. So it's like uh, Kaysonada, uh, you know, he's a big producer from Canada. And yeah. uh, his brother's a super dope, super dope rapper. And um, I right. always, when I, every time I see them too, like, I just always think about, you know, like what it would be like if my, my bro was still here and shit, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's always dope. I, I love that they, they doing each other, they doing their shit, they, they, how they support each other. And like I know my brother's like still here spiritually with me and shit, but like, that's the type of stuff I think about. But yeah, man, I don't know. I, 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 I keep going off topic. <laughs> no, you know, you listen, you are, you listen. <laughs> Yeah, this is more up my alley than anything else. I don't feel like I have to, you know, you have to, don't feel like you have to, uh, you know, stay in any direction. Um, I okay. wanted to circle back to something that I was going to ask you earlier. Um, we, we, we both uh, kind of flew away from it. Talking about energy, I went to, uh, I took my, my family and I both went to the Smithsonian African American Museum in DC where you have your brother's NPC 3000 is. Um, and I think in the Moog as well, I saw both. And um, man, let me tell you, I, this was this, this, this was last summer. So I made this trip purposeful and intent. I was like, before we even left Jersey, I was like, we have to hit this museum. I heard it was there, 
but I had never gotten a chance to, to do it. I think one time I went and I was like, I will skip it. But I didn't know his stuff was there. I would have went. I almost went explicitly to see that. I was like, like going in there, like, all right, where, where <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And um, I, I was as we kind of got higher and higher and I went in front of that, that glass, man. It was like, yo, this is it. Like, this is, you know, 2008 to 2021. Like all these years of interest have accumulated to me being able to see the instrument itself, and it felt like it felt like the dude was right there. Like I, I can't really describe. It felt so, and I stood there for a long time. Like I, I spent, I went back to the mold, and I was like, "That's amazing, right?" And mm-hmm. I come back, I'm like, "Yo, his fingers were on this. This was what he was using." And trying to explain it to you know, like people who don't understand, you know, as yeah, much. yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a musician. I just understand. I have a limited understanding, but. You know, I understand like, okay, well, he put the music in here and he did this and yada, yada. But it's like, it's like this guy was on this machine and it's here. Like the fact that I think it impressed me more that the guy bought that your brother bought the machine and then he used it. And then somebody posthumously said, well, we need that. Like, this is just something he bought to use. Like, yeah, so yeah, like yeah, it could yeah, be yeah. anything he touched could be an artifact, <laughs> right? Like in a sense. How did you feel about, um, and I'm not sure if you've gone, um, but how do you feel about having your brother's stuff on display um, like that in the DC? Does it do anything for like your, your, your family name, for yourself as his brother? Do you feel proud that it's there or? Oh yeah, I'm super proud. I, I, I love saying that. Yeah, you know, brothers and sisters and it's dope my only thing and it's like real stuff like you can even ask my mom like the only thing that and i'm okay with it but it's like i at first like i was like because I, I was actually using the move the mode so mm. that that's the only thing that like i was like ah, i felt the way about that but at the same time though now that it's in the museum it's like it's just dope that it's in there and then I have my my own mug now, so like I actually just got my my like my first mug recently. I have a um beautiful. I got a I got two actually. I got a mug twenty uh sub twenty five, and I got a mug uh grandmother. So like it's my first. Yeah, because I honestly when I opened the box and, and and looked at it, that was the first time since me touching my brother's mug, and it was honestly it was cool looking at it, and I was like shit, this is my own. Like it, it honestly even more special honestly. So it was like it was dope. Like um yeah yeah. Tremendous. Yeah, it's dope being in there. I haven't been down there, yo. I know it's going to be the only reason I haven't been, honestly, because I know it's going to be it's going to be a moment. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be it's definitely going to hit me, you know, what I mean? when I yeah. just to see it there. But like, I honestly, like I'm I'm more than like proud of my bro. And, um, you know, it, it's just crazy to see like. Um, I, I just wish like that's the only thing I just wish he was here to see. You know, that's the thing, you know, what I mean, but it's like uh, that's the unfortunate part. But um, I don't know. It's crazy. It's like. You think about there's a lot of musicians that's passed away, but like um, for for a hip hop producer without any Billboard number one hits or anything to his legacy to continue to grow so much, like it's been 15, 16 years since my bro passed, and I haven't seen any other. I'm just like not comparing, but I haven't seen any other artists that passed away where their legacy just continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Like yep. it's insane. Like each year he has more people that knows about his legacy. It's like, it, it, and I agree with you, like that, that, especially that last thing. Like, I just don't see, I'm like, yo, name somebody. I'm like, I've been in the conversation, I'm like, name somebody. I'll wait. I'm like, name somebody. I'm like, you don't. So, like, yeah, I was like, oh, that track you like? Oh, well, he produced that. Oh, you like Eric? <laughs> I was like, oh, he produced that too. Oh, you like Tribe Called Quest? Oh, he produced this for Q Oh, you like it? So, it's like, I'm like, and, and I and I studied this on my own prior to reading. So, it was cool to like those things match, right? Like, you know, because some, some of it can be lore, right? Like, 
Yeah, yeah. This like, okay, like how much of it, you know, there's one, you know, part of it, you don't have to talk on it, obviously. There's one part about uh, a big story out there about like how much work he did from his hospital bed. And I'm like, I'm sure he did some kind of work. I said, but you know what? Regardless of what he did, the fact is, you know, he left a left an impact that's touched artists that are alive today. Kendrick Lamar, Michael Jackson, I keep going down the list. So it's like, he doesn't have to be in the forefront. He intentionally was background from what I understand. And for him to have the impact, I think it was more important to him. And you correct me if I'm wrong, right? To have, just like I am as an instructor, I don't need to be on the front. I don't need to be on the cover. I like the fact that you, I, have, I train people and they're able to go out there and use what I taught them to align their destiny for themselves. That's, I don't need no recognition for that. You can shake my hand, you can send me a DM. I'm cool with that. I, get, I talk to my students all the time that, are, that have left or you know, moved on with their lives or whatever, you know, geography and everything. I'm like, yo, I just, and it's still, they're still telling me today, although in no way comparable to your brother, like, hey, thanks for you know, checking on me. Thanks for you know, making me do the extra work. It makes a difference, right? Like, and I think your brother did so much extra work, right? That no one was doing. Like, I don't even think anyone thought to do yeah. any work in that, in that, in the same way, um, or to the intensity, right? That he was doing. And the fact that you were able to absorb all that from him, I think, makes you really special. I haven't, I haven't. To me, even before I got you, I was like, the one driving factor for me was like, I wonder how much of his brother's stuff has he absorbed and how much stuff, cause you're like, you're, we're both you and I are at that age where we're like right smack dab in the middle of like old school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like I get the same thing in martial arts. Like, you know, we could be really old school and hit these guys hard. I'm like, I can appreciate the old school for the fact that if we didn't, if that didn't exist, I wouldn't know how to augment it to work better. Yeah. That's what, so it's an appreciation, never like, you know, but I don't got to break my body to go teach these kids or break my body or break them. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like, yeah. Said, there can be balance. I could still be stern, but kind. And I feel like uh, I feel like that's kind of like the vibe um, that your brother sort of left behind. I'm going to do this in the background. If it makes it, it makes it. Um, and, you know, I don't yeah. even think to him he knew the impact he was going to have you know, um, prior to his untimely departure. Um, I want to talk about your album too, because I, I want, I, I listened to it um, the day it came out. Um, I, I follow you on Spotify, so I, I get the notifications. And, oh, word. That's dope. Yeah, That's dope. yeah man. I'm not, just, I'm not just here to interview you, man. I like your music. So um, we talk about your album. Uh, I know you did this with Harley Blue. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Yep. Um, it was a really dope collaboration. One of my favorite tracks by the uh, from you, by the way, of all time is I think it's called Snow Beach. I love oh, it. Oh, oh, wow. I'm real here. I like, I didn't just no. I talk to you. I'm real. I was popping that in the whip. Like all week, I was like, you know, I'm going to talk to him this week. But it didn't even occur to me. Like I just put on tracks that I like. And Snow Beach is one of them on my favorites. We'll, we'll, we'll parlay uh, after we're done with the interview. I'll show you. But um, if you want to uh, talk a little bit about your album, this particular collaboration, is there anything that makes this uh, album different or stand out from any of the other albums you've done before? Yeah, so honestly, it leads perfectly off from, you know, where you left off. Like I, so I started my career as a solo artist and even then I was always making beats. So it's like, it's never been a time where I haven't been making beats. It's just more like, I never had all the tools. It took me time to get my own tools. So once I got my tools, then it enabled me to fully dive all the way back into my production you know what i mean but i've always been a producer first honestly and 
I kind of like being in the back in the, in the weirdest way. It's like, uh, so, so with me and Harley's project that came out, it started as me just producing for her. And I wasn't even going to be on the tracks or anything. I was just producing for her. Uh, we had a good chemistry. Like, uh, like I said, she's a super dope artist. And, and my favorite thing about her is that she could write on, like not only is she a dope musician and all that, and she could write on the spot. Like literally I'm making the beat. That's hard I'm to do. And the baseline, I look up five minutes later, she's she like, yo, I got a hook. She's jumping in the booth already. So it's just like, you know, salute to Harley Blue, man. She's an amazing artist. And I honestly think um, people going to trip. Cause I said, we already got, we already have a second album already done. So like, yeah, so I'm just excited to, for people to continue to hear all the stuff that we're working on. Cause pretty much this first album, me and Harley Blue is the, it's the first of our collab. So at this point, we're just gonna, we're gonna do have a bunch of, we're basically a band but we are keeping our solo names, which is kind of cool. So it's like, like Illa J and Harley Blue is technically a band. So it's like, uh, but it honestly, this project is special to me because it's my first time fully producing a, a whole project. And I, like I said, like I've always wanted to do that. And um, I like, again, I can write songs and stuff, you know what I mean? But like, I, I really aspire to be more like my bro. And he's more like, a, again, this is where the basketball comes in. Yeah. Like, He's more of an old school point guard. He's a pass first point guard. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm setting everybody up. Hey, here, Eric Badu, shoot a shot. Common, shoot a shot. Salir, shoot a shot. You get what I'm saying? Right. He, he was throwing oops to all those dudes. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm, I'm kind of there, but I'm going to score a little bit. <laughs> I, 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 I give you the ball, but yo, that rebound just came off the rim. I'm going to dump that in real quick. I got you. You know what I mean? So, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, like I, I I like produce because like how I want to do it is where I'm gonna just pick artists that I want to produce for it. I'm gonna just produce for them, and if they need a verse, I'll be the rap feature. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I my my I think my bro was more like you know 15 points. Like he had more like John Stockton stats. He'll have like 15 <laughs> points, but he'll put up 20 assists or some shit. You know what I mean? Right. And he can go solo and and score. You know what I mean? Like he had like his his MCA project was like. Like that was his first time kind of like, you know, he was going to have different producers on it so he can highlight himself as a, as a rapper, which I call a scorer. So that was just like, OK, that was his I'm putting up 25 a game. Right. Album. Right. But most part, he producer. So but again, like I did, that's what this Harley project is for me. It's like it's it's my chance to and, and I and I thank her like honestly, like she gave me a chance to to really step out as a producer because um I um. I've been wanting to do it, but like I say it's just finding the right artist and our our voices and our her production just marries with my vocals so well. So it's like when we in the studio, it's so natural. It's so natural. So um it's a great yeah. album. Uh Hideout is the name of the album. Um yep, yep. Harley Blue. Shout out to Harley Blue. I don't know you, but you're gonna know me after this, I'm sure. Um but <laughs> shout out to her number. It, they, it was I didn't hear that I never I hadn't heard of her prior to this particular collaboration that you had. Um, and I really liked it because a lot of your stuff has been solo stuff, um, solo artists, like you said. Um, and I was going to actually ask you a question about that. So you've answered that for me now, which is good. Um, and it was a really smooth album. Like you've always got like a smooth tone over the beats. And it's not like rough or erratic. Um, so it was it was cool. I think uh, everybody should definitely give that a listen. And, um, you know, hopefully we can get that second album to us uh, sooner than later. You don't don't have us hanging out too long for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I mean, I'll be real like we we. We already so, you know I I won't say a date yet, but we're gonna yeah. release our second album um, later this year. Okay, because uh, like we pretty much, 
Cause I said it's like me and Harley. We got a we got a whole game plan right now. Yeah, I, I'm really excited. Honestly, like, I see it flowing over there. I see that. I see the energy there. I see yeah, it. Cause, cause honestly, like I like I was saying, like I I like being in the back as the producer. And again, I can be on the mic and stuff, but like I I would rather like I realize over my career making music, it I look at my solo career as like practice for me being a producer in the sense of like now that I know. I've been a solo artist, you know what I mean? Now, if I produce for a solo artist, I know what it's like to be the artist that need the beats and shit. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I know, like, I know how to treat the artist and how to make the artist feel comfortable because I, I've been that 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 person before. So, you know what I mean? So it's like, I um I, I enjoy playing that role. Like I said, like, I don't, I don't need to be out there. Harley, she's going to be the star. Everybody going to be like, oh my God, Harley Blue. Right. I'm going to be back. <laughs> and, and it's fun. I, honestly, I, I really enjoy it because, like, my my favorite thing lately, honestly, is synthesizers. Man, I, I love mm. I love synthesizers even more than just as much as I, I, I won't say more because then I, I, I just as much as the drum machines and samplers. I, I love it, love synthesizers and do you talking oscillators and oh man, I could do that. How, how do the NPCs for you measure up? Because the I'll tell you that the episode, um, I, I title all my episodes, so I'll come up with something creative for this one. But um, the title of the last episode I did with Mr. Charnas was called um, uh, The NPC is Mightier, Mightier Than the Sword. Um, uh, yeah, so I put something like that because I love that. I love how the NPC looks. So it's funny you talk about synthesizers, right? Um, the Moog is a version of that, if I'm not correct. You know, am, am I right? Is the Moog a synthesizer? Or yeah, it's Moog is a synth, yep. Okay, 100%, 100% analog too. Got you. Okay, so that's a really like super special and not cheap machine. Um, yeah, I, no. <laughs> I know that I know. I was like, I looked up an NPC one time and I was like, oh, okay. So like, it was like almost like whatever model you were looking for, that's how much it costs. Like if it was an NPC 3000, it would cost 3000. <laughs> holy cow, these are expensive machines. And I, it was, it was, an, there was an interesting part in the, um, in the Dilla Time book. And I thought of, I thought of, um, thinking about you a little bit on this because uh it's kind of like it was like i don't know your brother was kind of like bruce wayne in it with with it like he was like you know you got like this little back cave because there was a file or something like that that had been like i guess encrypted with technology that had been outdated at some point um as music was making a transition from more of like the manual right in the beat production um i guess yeah. more digital um so like you know cats like ninth wonder who i also like you know they were be able to make their stuff off of the uh, off the computers um a little bit more um what's the name of the uh there's a there's a name for it that you can produce on it it escapes me right now but um anyway your brother had an encrypted file practically um with like basically him practicing making music he never got a chance to flesh it out but okay. music in the digital format all synchron all synchronized and all organized by date and it was like like even on his way out of here, years, years and years since like you said this guy's passed. And we're still like, we're like, we're still getting blown away by like what he was doing on his own. Like he was like already like into the new age, right? Yeah. And he wasn't, he wasn't so old school going back to what you said that he was stuck there. He was like, I can see the direction. And I think you're very visionary as, as, as well. You can see the direction because you have to be present with what you're doing in your craft, right? Because we're both math and masters in our own way of our crafts, but you also have to see where it's going to and then see if you can put your own accent on it in some way because you can't control it. But 
Yeah. It was really interesting. He saw the digital age coming and it already started to make his mark there and yeah. left, like left, uh, you know, like a file for the next Batman. Like, hey, you know, when it's your turn, this is this is how you <laughs> this is how you synthesize again. This is how you synthesize. Right. The old school with the new stuff. And I feel like I feel like you got the torch, man. So it's a, it's everything. <laughs> Everything's on you now. <laughs> you know what's crazy? So when it comes to the workflow, so what I realized is that, you know, and I talk to different homies, like, because I feel like everybody, they have a specific, they, they make it, that's a, that's a, and that's the thing, they make it very specific. They think that, oh, well, he made this beat a specific way, so I'm going to learn that workflow and try to work in that specific way. Right. And that's, like I said, that's one thing. And then you got people that's like, they're trying, so it's like um, without me. Uh, let me come back to uh, what I was going to say. So it's like people. So they they make it very specific how we made shit. You know what I mean? And as I get older, and I'm doing the same things. It's like everybody, everybody that I know that's doing what I'm doing and on the same level as me. We all on the same level. Like we we all working with a bunch of different shit. Like I <laughs> like I and I love my NPC. I love my NPCs, but I have like I have like seven different workflows depending on right. And, and even those can change because I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly learning. There's constantly new gear coming out, constantly updates on the gear, the existing gear I have, new updates. So it's like you master it and then it's like a new workflow that you got to master. It's like, yo, update 2.12. Now I have to, now it's a, you push this button, now it does this. So it's like, right. it's a constant learning curve. Like, you know what I mean? You never, you never stop learning. So it's just like, what I've realized is that you just got to work with whatever workflow works for you. You know what I mean? It's like, like I, I've tried to ask and see what other people, what works for them and things like that. And it's just like, it's just more like your, and, and, and that's what my brother mastered the most. He mastered his way. So it's like, okay, mm. I figured out my way and, mm. and he knew how not to let anyone else get in his way. It was like, no, this is how I want my kids to sound. This is how I want my snares to sound and shit. So it's like, I think essentially it's getting down to, just figuring out your own workflow. And I, I figured out mine. I, um, again, like salute to my engineer, like, cause again, there's some people that like, yeah, they can mix on their own. Like, and I can mix on my own. Yeah. But I'm realistic, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, like I said, man, I'm a team player, man. I, I realized that all the homies and everybody that got rings got dope teams. Right. Let's be real. So it's just like, I can go and put up 40 myself and mix the record, do all the shit. And, you know what I mean? But right. I'd rather, Yo, I know my homie. This, that's all he does is engineer. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, if anything, it's a, now I got another. Now I got another ear on my shit, and that's not just mine. So it's just like, you know, he's really good with the frequencies, knowing about the higher frequencies and how many. Uh, pull that down to two dBb. I'm like, okay, whatever. I, I'm <laughs> all I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a man. So because I look at it like you just, I've mastered feel, so I know. I know what it's supposed to feel like. I know what the rhythm's supposed to feel like. You know what I mean? And then it, it's, it's levels of shit to, to everything. You know what I mean? But like, I, um, yeah, I went all over with that. But I, like I said, I'm just talking about like how, you know, it's no, I don't think it's a specific workflow or anything. Um, I just think you just constantly just keep getting better and better and better and better. And then even with machines, it's not the machine. It's like, it's, 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 it's you. It's like, right. I, I, uh, I realize now that, no matter what machine I get, it's gonna feel like me. Right. It might sound different. Like now again, the sonics, right. that is a different thing. So the right. MPC, I don't know what they do. I don't know what Kai got or <laughs> what Roger Lynn did. Right. But 
it, it's it's something in that sound engine. It just it come out the NPC. It, it no other machine sounds like that. Everything I, everything else sounds pla- plastic compared to an NPC. And yeah. I'm talking about drum machines. And then yeah. Yeah. it's the same with synthesizers. Like I don't know what Moog, what they figured out. Yeah. But I know none of my other synths sound like that. None of them sound like that. Like well, it's, what, what, you know would, I mean? what would you say is the importance of of practice in terms of developing a technique? Again, like almost right, sort of in the realm of martial arts, basketball. What's the importance of of practicing to develop uh, technique? Personally, I feel like the more you know, the less you can use. Right? You could be a little bit more selective about what you want to use if you have a vocabulary. Right? That. That's yeah. What would you say is important to you musically about practicing? Do you practice? And what is the importance of technique in your music? It's definitely, well, yeah, practice is like, so it's like, um, we talking about practice? <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that. You got it. You got it. <laughs> I'm going to say practice three times. Let's see if Alan Iverson comes out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, honestly, yo, it's one of those things where practice is just like, I, it's like at this point, I don't even think of it. Like, I'm just like, um, is it, is like, it like, martial, martial arts? Like you said, martial arts is a way, it becomes a way of life. Right. Yes. So it transcends beyond the dojo. So like, but for me, I look at it like. For me, um, and and my craft with, with with music and shit. Uh, sorry, that that threw me off. No worries, no worries. You're good. Uh, ah, what's the point? Sorry. The, uh, <laughs> practice and te- is is it and practice? Practice, yeah. Practice. So so practice, like so for me, like I'm always making music. I'm always thinking about making music, and I'm always thinking about a new way to make music and a new way to learn. Like it it. it literally never stops so it's like when the, the whole practice thing is like it's like it's like when am I not practicing kind of thing so it's like I don't even think of it as practice at this point it's just more like I wake up I'm literally like I'm looking I'm either going through Sweetwater looking up new machines or I'm looking at um I'm on YouTube seeing if it's like I wonder if someone figured out something else that I haven't figured out on my machine already right so what it is is like it's not necessarily practice. It's more about finding something that you you love, and then everything else. You know what I mean? Like when you find when you find a craft that it really speaks to you, you don't even have to think about practice. You you just gonna be doing it. You just gonna be doing it. You know what I mean? So it's just like fair to say, investing. Part of you is it is it in, is it invest? Would it be fair to say, are you investing in what you're doing as opposed to practicing? Yes, that, that's exactly it. Because just the just the semantics there make a huge difference, right? Like it's it's you know same thing here. Like it's like, do I practice as often as I did twenty years ago, ten years ago, five years ago? No, but every class I teach, and I've said this even to students, and I and I have these moments, and people may be surprised that I hear this. I'm literally learning every class I teach. And I teach by myself. I'm a solo entity, much like yourself, right? And every class I teach, even if it's about how I word something, mm-hmm. and it comes out, I'm like, oh, I just taught myself how to make this, that same thing, 
that was initially hard for me to get to the white belt a lot easier for them to, to, to now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then like, oh, this guy's on this level. How do I translate, you know, try to I translate something difficult into something simple? And how can I make something simple and to extrapolate that into a difficult concept to where this person now wants to practice for the next two years? So it's like, I feel like it's in, yeah. that's, that's what I hear from you on that. And that's a great, that's a, that's a brilliant response uh, to that. Yeah. So music like, are related. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, cause like, again, like I, like I, like I said, like I'm, I'm a full on athlete and how I approach it. So like, yes. again, when I say I, everything, every single part of my game, just like an athlete would like, yo, I, I, I've taken, I, I, I have vocal training. I've had like, you know what I mean? I've worked on every single thing and, it's funny what you say with that though, right? So I had my vocal training, but then once I mastered it, it was like, so like the, just to go real quick. So she, she taught me my, my breathing technique. She taught me vocalizing everything like super dope vocal trainer. Um, I mean, I basically classically trained, like salute to my, my, my vocal coach, uh, Betty Lang uh, back in Detroit. And um, so I would do these, vo- these warmups before every show at some point. Right. And then it got to a point where I, I can't even explain it, but once you, it's like, you you know, once you've mastered your instrument or your technique, whatever that is, right? And I don't even have to think anymore. I just go, I literally, it was a certain point where I, it was just, I was doing warm-ups at, before in the previous shows and, and at some, at one of the shows, I just, I just rested my voice the whole time before the show. Started like literally two minutes before, okay? jump right on and it's crazy because it's like and, and i and i think that's what you get into at a certain point at a certain point it's like when, when you cross mastery then it's you just doing it at that point you just literally just doing it right and so it's just like it's like it's like yeah practice but like I, like i see what you're saying but it's like even then it's like I, it's hard to explain, but it's a mindset. It's almost like you claiming it before you you've even mastered it because it's like you're becoming it. It's like not to not to be you know. I mean, like I said this whole Bruce Lee thing. It's funny, but it's like it's real. You become it, so it's just like that's what naturally. It's like uh, like so for me. I, okay, I want to be a music producer. So in my in my mind, naturally, okay, what kind of headphones do music producer get? What kind of? I'm I'm literally. I'm manifesting. I have to manifest it. So it's just like there, that's what I realized in life is like a lot of people, they waiting on something to happen. And it's like you, realistically, every whatever plan is like most likely you you're like the, the most important asset within that whole thing. It's like you have to you have to start some you gotta start somewhere, you know what I mean? So yeah, man. I love that. Cool. I love that answer, man. man we we can go forever, man. We man, we got the- <laughs> yeah, we definitely we got cars over here. I'd love to have you back on. Um I really uh, I want to leave you just with the next uh couple of seconds if you wanted to shout out any projects or any people. Um if you can, yeah. if you have any brands that you want to shout out, go ahead and uh, and let it rip. For sure. Yo, we want to uh salute to uh first of our new album. Um uh, Hideout, um, Illa J and Harley Blue. Salute to Harley Blue, super dope singer songwriter from the UK. Um, salute to my wife. She did all the artwork and she shot all the videos and uh, she did the, all of the creative directions. Uh, salute to my engineer Kyle. You uh, did an, an excellent job mixing this album and uh, I'll just say me and Harley Blue have another album coming out later this year. Lots more music coming. Uh, appreciate all the love everyone's showing and. 
yo, just, just be successful. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Just be successful, man. And keep at it, right? Yo, man, it's been um, it's been a wonderful uh, interview. Like I said, I'm I'm hoping uh, I can stay in touch with you, get you back on the show. I'm gonna send you uh, one of these uh, one of these shirts when we uh, log off. Uh, I'll get you right. and I'll shoot something out your way to, you know, say, give my thank you all the way from uh, New Jersey here. But really appreciate you, man. Uh, thank you so much for being genuine, uh, for having great music and uh, for lending your truth to us uh, on this podcast, this episode of the Mastery Podcast. Thank you so much, man. Good show, man. Salute, bro. Salute. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you.